Sup, my dogs. It's the Lifestyle Athlete speaking live from Amsterdam and back with a new concept. So a while ago, we um, announced that we've got a sponsored athlete, Max Stepley, and um, I'm going to introduce you uh, to this uh, show right now. We made a new concept because I thought we've got this sponsored athlete, but what are we going to do with it? So obviously, he's going to use the money for his races and whatever, maybe uh, booze after the club. But we, because it's is provided by uh, the patrons as well, wanted to give something back and return. I've got a new concept. So every week, Max and I will be back with, we don't even know what we're going to call it yet, but basically the news. Every, we're going to chat every week what happened in triathlon, two, three minutes per subject, taking the piss, you'll have a laugh, you know what happened in triathlon country. And did I miss anything? No, that's it. We're just going to talk about 10, eight to 10 topics that happened during the week. We're going to give our take on it. We're going to ask you for some feedback. And, uh, yeah, we're just going to yeah enjoy it. Two guys chatting about some news. First of all, um, before uh, we're starting off, Max Stapley is a uh, is trying to be a short course athlete. He's uh, from the UK. But are you actually from the UK? Because aren't you racing under 16 different flags of, over the last five years? I'm not really well known into the short course uh, a lot of our listeners are probably mostly focused on long course, but hopefully you can give us a little bit of insights in uh, in uh, who you are and what's going on. Yeah, so I represent GB. Very grateful for that. And uh, I've had ups and downs. I've had a very uh, twisty, windy road, but got here in the end. You know, I had a few refused passports and a few confused, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm country neutral, country fluid, but I've ended up in uh in in gb and i'm happy to be here so that's it all right and you've got a race coming up this weekend which is super league london yep super league london we're in canary wharf right now in the marriott so uh we're racing right in front of the hotel sunday 2 p.m 3 p.m local time watch that it's going to be a good show is it true um Oh no, I'm I'm mistaken with the arena games. Super League is obviously is is really really fun. It's a fast concept. It's like three different. I think you're the boy to to explain it. What's going on with Super League? Like what what's the concept? Yeah, so Super League is uh, was born thanks to the big dog Chris McCormack, who thought about it back in 2017. And uh, there's three different uh, types of the race. There's the enduro, which is swim, bike, run three times through. Triple mix, swim, bike, run, run, bike, swim, swim, bike, run. And then there's the eliminator where you eliminate two or three people every round. And it's fast, it's entertaining, and uh, you often get some funny moments because uh, it's so tight. And people like Johnny running into the water with their helmet, other people crashing like me, crashed twice last year, you know, 100,000 views on the Instagram for my fall in the Saudi. Nice one. So, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how you get good. the cloud, isn't it? Yeah. I don't care about racing, I just want the views. I just want the clicks. <laughs> we all want the clicks and the views. Same for, isn't it, with uh, that short course, uh, that indoors one with, with Swift, uh, the, the Super Luke, is the Arena Games, right? Yeah. Um, that you can only win it with an overreading power, over power meter and uh, treadmill. Is that true? Ah, uh, well, you know, we're assured that everything is calibrated, and I think they do the best they can to calibrate it, but <laughs> there have been a few suspicious power files and run laps that have occurred over the last few years um a few avatars that haven't moved if you ask gordon benson you know the guy was not moving so <laughs> it is a bit of a it's like uh, you know in harry potter when they draw in the in the hat and they take the dragon 
Yeah. Just join in the hat for the treadmill, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, fun concepts. Uh, thanks for uh, coming on board the uh, the Traveler Mockery community. We'd love to have our brand uh, on your kit. And yeah, so weekly um, in the news, and we're, um, um, this is, by the way, uh, you're, you're always a uh, consistent host, uh, Tomo Sadiq, and we're going to bring you the news in our point of view. Yep, yep. What are we going to start off, Maxi? Right, we're going to kick off the big KB, the big dog, the one that everyone wants to be. Racing three times in a week, 10 days. He's racing Paris Test Event on the Friday. Then Singapore, PTO, 48 hours later. Completely different part of the world, he wins. And now this weekend, back in the north of Europe, Finland, taking on the other big dogs at the top 70.3 World Championships. What do you think, Tom? So we're talking Christian Blumenfeld doing three races in six days and uh, want to be on the top step of everything right yeah he wants to win everything he wants to win everything um well i think the travel alone gives you uh travel alone is is already achievement isn't it like from paris to singapore to now lati that guy must be yeah. must be absolutely flying in airmails <laughs> mate that's i think i think it's i think he should get a medal alone for not missing any flights he gets to you know gets to paris gets to singapore and then to finland Imagine that your bike makes it all the way as well. That's a, that's a medal just for, uh, just, for, just for showing up. I think uh, uh, that is crazy that he's able to do three races in uh, in in one week and be able to be like top for, because that's two different things. Being able to make the race and being able to top perform. I've once done two races in one week, like six days apart. Absolutely fried myself in Florida and Texas. Um, also, I think the time difference in this one is absolutely massive, going from Paris to Singapore and then back to Lati. Um, what would what do you think his trick is? I think Morton, shitload of Morton yeah. with caffeine. <laughs> Mate, I think the more Morton and Red Bull, you know, they say it gives you wings. This guy is giving the bloody planes wings because he's getting to where he needs to go really quick and he's getting there really fit. So, but I've got a theory. Oh. I've just thought of, you know how he's, he, they're all about the science, the Norwegians, it's all about the science. Do you think that he's factored in the time that he's going to be in the plane and that's altitude training? Because he was in Font Rameau, okay? And then he goes down and he spends 13 hours in the plane at 2,000, plus 2,000 meters. And then he does the same thing back to Finland. I think Olav, the scientific method, they've calculated. Maybe he has a home trainer in the back of the plane. They're doing a session up there. I don't know because it's so you would say amazing. it's actually an altitude training, like the, taking the airplane. I think so. I think he's factored it in. You know, he's above. He's ahead of all of us. So I think he's Fair traveling enough. with his feedback trainer and his aero in the back yeah. of the plane. Other striking news this week: another top prof professional known as Janice Frodino has uh, fallen for the heavyweight financial heavyweight from a for a non-alcoholic brand. Um, yep. Now I have got to say. Um, I have tasted this beer, and it was actually yep. all right. It's a non-alcoholic beer, and it's got protein. Win-win. Well, How many carbs? He's thinking about the carbs. Um, I don't know about the carbs, but would you? Uh, what do you think of this uh, event happening? Well, I think you know he's 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 back. He's won. He's got one race left in his life, in his life, in his career. You know, 
And uh, he has to take the money, man. He has to take the money. And if that's non-alcoholic beer, selling your soul to the non-alcoholic devil, then that's what you got to do. It's what you got to do. It is definitely what you got to do. That is totally true. Um, other news. Lionel Sanders said during the pre-press conference at the uh, World Championships in Lati. So someone asked him a question. If you would win the race, where would you donate your prize money to? And he said... I know the ITU guys and girls, women, men, are working so hard but earning so little that I would donate it to a young gun. Yeah. Uh, I think we saw that, you know. Uh, we had a fellow news organization post up the difference between the prize monies in both races. What do you think it was for 15th in the test event? 15th in the most competitive race in the, in the, in the whole calendar because they pay down to top 15 in this race so how the, much do you think the Paris test event is the pre-Olympic is the Olympic test event it's the cream place. of the crop the cream of the crop some would say even more competitive than the Olympics because you can have four French guys five Germans you know whereas in the Olympics you can only have three so the most you competitive race you would say the creme de la creme the creme de la creme I would say 40,000 grand 40,000 for, for the win for the win for, for 15th place mate $150. $150. Can you imagine? You're in a you're in a bar. And um you're saying, "Yeah, I had the test event last weekend." So, um well, before the test event, I did the PTO race and I also did another race in in Lati, but I finished it off with a Paris test event that is even more com competitive than any Olympic game you've ever seen. I had a shit day. I was really bad, but I came in 15th in the world. And the person, whoever you're chatting to, the barman is like, holy yeah. crap, wow, you must be absolutely minted. Can I, can I uh, offer you a, uh, a gin tonic? And you have to reply, is that one for free? Because I'm <laughs> not sure where I can, I can, I can, I can pay for the expenses because it was only uh, 150 quid. Well, you've only got 100 left after taxes. So how are you going to pay for the gin and tonic, mate, especially in Paris? Wow. It's cheap. 100 quid. So, I, 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 were you at the test event? I was unfortunately not at the test event, but my uh, my girlfriend did great at the test event, and she was seventh and earned just over one thousand so dollars. And what she, was the she, price for accommodation? The price for accommodation was paid for by the federations. I know some people didn't have it paid for by the federations. So, um, but she had to, pay, you know, she paid for food, so that was expensive. So, I think she just about broke even with seventh at the test event. So, Absolutely, completely nuts. Can you imagine if you come in 15th with your little Formula One car and they say, well done, 100 quid. <laughs> Dude, do you, think, no. you think Lewis Hamilton would be happy with that? What do you think he says? Um, Lewis ha Hamilton will say, um, I'll just pretend to be a young gun and get the support for Lionel Sanders. Yeah. Um, <laughs> off to the next topic. Next topic, what do we got? We got water quality. What are we saying? We have seen a lot of posts on Instagram. You know, Sunderland was a bit dirty, the World Series. Then Paris, Duathlon, Singapore. Josh Amberger saying he's on the toilet. Sam Long saying he's having gut problems. What is going on with the water? What is going on? So we know that every event needs to have a threshold of E. coli. In ITU, it's normally 250. E. coli is what makes you sick seriously ill so you can become seriously ill if uh if the water is disgusting and they up the limit to 500 
I believe, for the Paris test event, and it was still over, so they had to do a duathlon. And uh, what do we think about duathlons? Is that the good alternative when you can't swim? Because it is a triathlon. So personally, I'm swimming 25 to 30K a week, and I don't like the idea of potentially having that taken away from me every time that there's a bit of uh, poo floating in the water or other materials. Would you suggest um, every athlete should do a E. coli threshold test, meaning they should stop at a certain amount and then as soon as you need to go to the toilet, you know what your E. coli threshold is. And every race should make their announce, should announce their E. coli, what the water is. And if you know that you're, you're under it, you know it's not going to affect your race. And if it's over, you know with your threshold, you can't compete in that race. You know you'll be safe. Yeah. That's one I option. There's, there's many solutions. Maybe finding finding a pool in the city, doing a swim time trial, and then everyone goes from T1 based on their on their swim time in the pool. You know, that could be another option. But you know, have you ever you have you ever dealt with an an uh, a a uh, w with crossing your your E. coli threshold? Uh, uh, I don't think I've ever actually been sick from a from 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 a race I can't remember but I know that Sunderland made had a lot of victims there was a lot of victims from the E. coli and uh, that from hotel, the Paris test the, event uh, I don't know about Paris I know Singapore I saw Josh and, and Sam Long saying that they were on the throne on the on the throne for a long time and uh, and yeah I think a lot of people uh, can can fall can fall victim to the to the high E. coli numbers you know but there's one guy who rules them all he conquered the waters in Paris. He slayed everyone in the waters in Singapore, and he's on his way for Ecola in Lati. Christian Blumenfeld, go on in. Big son. KB, big KB. He just, he just his, washed his, it out with Red Bull. The Red it's Bull not just his, his run and bike threshold, but it's also his Ecoli threshold that's just really high. Um, anyway, in other news, yesterday, Donald Trump absolutely shredded President Biden for his looks and mental capacity was saying that his mental was worse than his than he's physically and he says he's physically not exactly a triathlete what does that mean well that means that either um donald trump has got posters of certain triathletes above his bat and sees that think? as the absolute ultimate athletic body that's what i think otherwise you wouldn't really say that he's physically uh, a triathlete. I think he's physically attracted to the aesthetics of a triathlete, which obviously we, we can all agree upon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, what else do you say? Yeah, that, that Joe Biden is just really, really skinny. But I want to I wanna scoop in a little bit about that, that triathlete's uh, physique. Would you think you, uh, would you agree on the triathlete's physique? Or would you say, um, I like the CrossFit physique more? I definitely have to agree, agree with Big Donnie. I think the, uh, I think the triathlon body, it's the, it's the one. It's the one you want to look at. It's the one you want to aspire to. You look like a marble statue, mate, when you're fit, when you come off the LT3 training camp. So I think he's spot on. I do think there are many, um, many different body compositions in triathlon. You've got yeah. the, the very, very, very skinny lad. Um, where, where I was thinking, where is the power coming from? You see so, yeah. certain professional athletes, I'm thinking, where is that power coming from? That Look at, for example, Alex Yee. 
He is absolutely annihilating everyone in short course. I'm thinking, where is that power coming from? You know, if if I yeah. see some some guys legs, you know, um, Sam Long or 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 Bart Arnouts or whatever. If you if you look, the big Joe, he's got his legs absolutely pumped. I always call him the bull when I'm out cycling with him. I can <laughs> I can physically see and understand why they're so super duper powerful. But then with some people, it's like it's it's a bit of a a, a trick, you know. Triathlete is a bit of a trick. Um, yeah. But yeah, what's the ideal body composition? That might be also the, the questions for the viewer of the week. What would be the week. what would be your I ideal triathlete? Triathlete's body could be anything. We're talking head to toe, legs, body, arms, face. What would be your ideal triathlete if you could build one, like in Sim City or like uh, in Tony Hawk's super skateboarder? Well, who would you build? Whose legs? Jan's legs, Christian's body. Who's Sam Long's yo 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 super long arms? What else would you include? Sometimes when um, looking in the mirror, and I, I must say I've still got a, uh, a higher fat percentage than uh, than uh, a regular professional triathlete, but that's maybe also because I carry the title, subtitle of a lifestyle athlete, and I it's visit the, the, uh, the Uncle, Uncle Donald uh, more than often. But I must say, I actually think that makes the physique sexier, a bit, a bit of a, a chop. A bit of a chubby to the side. That's the dad bod. The, the girls, they love the That's dad the, bod, huh? You can also, you can, yeah, 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 you can always go fast with a dad bod. Um, anyway, in other news, um, terrible, terrible news coming from uh, Ironman Ireland, where uh, two people died during the swim portion of the Ironman 70.3 last weekend that took place in Yall. Um, yeah, swim okay. conditions were rough. <laughs> Yeah, Kyle Smith won the race uh, in some tricky conditions. I saw a video of the uh, the swim start, and it did look like there were some big waves coming in, some choppy, choppy, windy, cold conditions. And obviously, our condolences go out to the families and and any and everyone who was affected by, by the loss of those two people. Um, but yeah, no, tragic. I mean, it, I I saw that and I was I was shocked. I, I I don't really understand how how that can happen. I mean, obviously the conditions were strong and and the, and and people potentially not not ready for the conditions that could create a a bad combination. But yeah, for for people to to pass away doing uh doing what they love is 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 tragic. Well, I can actually do see how something like this can happen. Um I've got one memory from my first 70.3 in Barcelona that I did in 2017. Five days before I went out to the race, I um, did my first ever swim in open water because I just started out doing triathlon and I did my first open water swim five days out from the race. And I remember I went in and I had a panic attack and the sea was calm, there was nothing going on. I had a panic attack, I laid on my back, I was breathing really hard, I was scared, I just wanted to go back. but. Uh, I absolutely panicked, almost got no breath. And I remember when I was back sitting on the shore that I thought to myself, how am I ever going to make this swim? Am I even going to finish the swim? So I can imagine when conditions are rough like that, even if you're experienced, experienced or not, um, that, it, that it can, it can ca catch you off guard. Uh, you can get a wave in your face and then maybe someone can, can swim over you where you have a situation where you uh, don't catch breath for two uh, uh, two uh, three strokes, you know, in combination with uh, uh, a panic attack. 
Um, there's just a lot, a lot that could go wrong in a swim. And I think it's just uh, too lightly thought that everyone is really experienced in the water or should be able to finish the swim. And I think in, especially in conditions like these, that Ironman should have an option of uh, people not taking part in the swim. You know, they should be able, because I heard yeah. a lot of people were scared. They should be able to say like, I'm not doing the swim. I want to do the bike and run. And yes, maybe you can't qualify for Worlds then, but whatever, you know, it's... Um, safety first and i don't think you can uh, force people with uh, going into the water in conditions like uh, like this and obviously for a race director it's really hard to call swim or no swim because you don't want to have a a you want to give people who do want to swim uh, a chance to do but um conditions like these are are can be very very tough for i mean you're an experienced swimmer you're like front yeah. pack itu but even last year as an experienced 54 minute swimmer pro <laughs> In South Africa, conditions were like almost as rough as in in in, um, in Ireland, and I was scared, mate. Came out of the water almost dead last. It was only seven hundred meter swim. I was absolutely frightened in it in a, in that water. You know, can you imagine if you uh, yeah. if it? Um, so yes, I. Uh, do you I do think, think then? Do you think there should be a flag system? Because in ITU, sometimes based on the heat, we have a system. You know, it's like green, yellow, red, black based on how bad the heat is, do you think going forward, Ironman and other races where there's mass participation and a risk of potential tragedy or potential, you know, whatever, there could be a flag system based on the conditions of the water and based on your swimming ability, maybe you can make the judgment not to get in. And then there's an option to maybe carry your entry over or start the bike. And, you know, I don't know, we can come up with all sorts of ideas, but do you think there should be a flag system? I think in the end, uh, the, yes, there could be a flag system that, that should show um, how harsh the swim conditions are, but then it should be in the athlete's uh, hands whether they want to start the swim or not. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, With, I agree. obviously, it's consequences that you can't, for example, qualify for Worlds, but um, I think for uh, for these people, um, um, yeah, it doesn't really uh, matter. Safety, safety first. Safety first. And also... For a, for a brand like Iron Man, you don't want your name uh, in the news with people dying yeah. during race events. Sports events should be the cherry on the cake for heart training and, and should be cherished with uh, uh, great moments only and memories instead of like a, uh, a black day like this. Agreed. Next uh, subject. Next subject. Instagram doping. We have had a scandal in the triathlon podcast world. There has been some allegations there has been some fighting there has been all sorts of things thrown around on social media um and that has led me to a question tom what is worse instagram doping so buying followers for sponsors or actual doping because you're you're technically making money from both so what do you think is worse what do you think is more immoral I think real doping obviously is worse because um, two things. Real doping is uh, you're un in most cases un unable to track it and you've got an unfair advantage yep. over athletes that are clean. But it's really hard to track. Whereas social media doping, so I'm saying buying followers and likes, um, 
first place, it's really strange to compare this anyway. I think it's a bit strange, but social media. But we, we, have, we, it's, we have we have we haven't been the ones that have thrown this out. That has been put into the world by somebody else. So we this has been put in. We're, we're just talking over the, the, the situation. We are a news show. We discuss the news. Instagram doping is something else because if you are a brand and you want to partner up with a certain athlete, you need you're choosing that certain athlete. You want to work with that certain athlete. You need to do your research whether it's legit or not. And there are a lot of tools and common intelligence to track whether something is BS or not. Whereas in real doping, people don't choose, you don't choose the winner. The winner chose itself with the doping. And on Instagram, it's not you win because you have the most amount of followers. So that's a massive difference and it's immoral to compare. But what was the situation, what, what this is all about? Because I've only followed half of it and I had a million messages about the, uh, the whole situation, whether we wanted to chat about it. What happened? So briefly, you know, this is this is what I've been I've been told. There was a podcast made by a fellow organization that uh, did a hot or not, and basically they just made fun of other people, you know, friendly banter. And one of the knots was buying Instagram followers, and they took aim at a certain channel who they accused of buying followers. Subsequently, it turns out he didn't actually buy, the, the accused person didn't actually buy his followers. He just had a very popular video that got him a couple thousand followers. And he went and posted a video and uh, clapped back at the podcast and said, you know, this is not true. I've got this, this evidence to say. And he was slapped with a copyright accusation from the podcast in question. Um, he then posted another video the accused person of Instagram Doper, that said uh, exactly why his original video was taken down and then the original podcast was taken down. So sorry, that very uh, twisty, turny, complicated story. But in the end, it ended a bit uh, in tears and uh, people posting on Instagram threats and it went way, way too far. And I think everyone just looks a bit silly. What's the conclusion? Uh, I don't know the conclusion. Do you know the conclusion? I think just uh, two well, grown I men do, looking a bit silly. I do have an opinion on this. Um, yeah. As a person, you can be strongly opinionated in, for example, at your birthday, in your in your in your training squad, in your um, in your whatever you are. But I think if you have a platform, whether you're a YouTuber whether you're a podcaster, whether you're an athlete, an influencer, whatever, you reach out to a lot of people and you need to think that whatever you're saying, what we are saying, has consequences. Whether you mean it or not, uh, it has consequences. And um, you need to be, especially when you're saying something about someone, um, it's got consequences, you know, because what you're saying can change the life of someone. So I always think you need to be uh, very cautious with what, you, with what you're saying if it's very specific to an individual because it, it, it's getting really close. It could be getting really close to like uh, 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 bullying, uh, making personal, yeah. whatever. Um, but that's what, uh, what I think. But I do would like to hear this uh, uh, Saja going uh, one versus one and I want to hear the chat from, uh, from them because uh, 
the stuff got taken down, sadly. Anyway, yeah, on to the next it's one. It's all gone. It's all gone. <laughs> next one. What are we doing? We're doing. Uh, we're doing. It's yours. Picks. We're on to the. We're on to the picks. We're on to the picks. So I'm missing one. There has oh, been no, announcement sorry. from Excuse World me. Triathlon and the PTO that um, they're hosting the World Championships next year together, meaning uh, an equivalent of all the races. Uh, for example, PTO Asia, US, Europe, and then uh, adding all the points. And that winner will be crowned as the PTO ITO World Championships winner instead of, if I'm not mistaken, the ITU long distance. Is that is that confirmed? They're going to replace the one-shot long distance with the overall winner of the eight races? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look, big announcement, first of all opens up loads of questions in terms of the future of the PTO, the future of uh, the sport, because we know that basically World Triathlon is the body that uh, officiates or is in charge of the Olympics in the short course. So when I race a short course race, uh, not other than Super League or French Grand Prix or whatever, it's under the World Triathlon banner. I earn points towards going to the Olympics. And then eventually I hit criteria or not. My federation decides or not to send me to the Olympics. So does this mean World Triathlon want to include the PTO distance in the Olympics? Does this mean that federations will get involved in the long course? Does this mean that 15th will be 150 bucks now in the PTO instead of 4,000? Who knows? Does this also mean that in the future, the 1500 meter athletics is going to be the new marathon at the Olympics? Because they're calling it the ITU they're calling it the, the new the, the the long distance world championships but in my opinion long distance is a 3.8k swim i need that long swim i need that 54 minutes you know that's a 180k yeah. bike and a full marathon so with having 15 different definitions of long course world champion and in my opinion it's still way well it's even isn't it even shorter than it's shorter than a half it's shorter than a half yeah, so 80, does that make an ironman an ultra? So if you win Hawaii, are you like ultra long distance triathlon champion? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think for me personally, um, racing in the world triathlon stuff, I think this is a, an opportunity that world triathlon has seen to, to get into the long distance market. And uh, mm-hmm. and I think there'll be a lot of evolution um, in that space. I think you're going to see, you're going to see things that some people don't expect. Um, but mainly, yeah, for me, it just opens up whether or not we're going to try to get pushed. They're going to push for, for an Olympic event. Will we see Christian Blumenfeld go for the, the Olympic distance on the Monday, the PTO distance on the Tuesday, and the mixed relay on the Wednesday? Three gold medals, Tom, he could get. Well, uh, I think so. If they've got Morton and Red Bull on course, that's probably, he's probably there. Yeah, enough Morton, he can do anything. With not enough Morton, he can he can literally uh, do anything. Um, we're getting to um, the last bit, the race of the, the weekend, picks for the weekend. the weekend. So first, um, we've got Super I'll League. Kick us off. Uh, kick us off. Oh. Are you kicking us off with Super League? Super League this weekend. Um, after a dis- dis- disappointing uh, day for uh, a normally top holding dog gal. I expect to see Taylor Spivey on the podium. Peace, Kate, your missus, as a as a young gun, 
and up and comer. There we go. And Beth. Beth Butter. What order? What order? Um, I would say Beth, Spy V, Kate. Beth, Spy V, Kate. But I know, I know your missus has got a number one in her heart. So, but this is all just like. Uh, mate, I'll be, I'll be, speaking. I'll be in trouble if I don't pick her for the win, mate. You know how it is. I know. Now with the with the lads, I would go for um, for uh, um, Alexi, the guy yeah. where you've got no idea where the power is coming from, but he's absolutely ripping it up everywhere for the top stop, top top step. Animal. Then uh, Kenji Ninyoa. The Japanese elite samurai for the second place. And then Henry Schumann with the Dad Watson the Dolphin swim for a third place. That's my uh, for the Super League. And then a long course, yours? Long course. Uh, in the men, I said it about half an hour ago. I think big KB gets the job done. I think Christian at the moment is just a bit of a step above. Do you I reckon think... he's going to do it with two longs or do you reckon he's going to open up his third long for this race that he needs a little bit extra in that, in that chest to open it up for? I don't think he needs it, mate. I think two's enough. I think he's that much of an animal. He's got that much Morton and Red Bull. He's, he's enough. It's all good. All right. So hey, for the top step, second? Second, you know, I've been seeing Sam Long. He's missing his baby. He's missing his wife. I don't think he's going there to, to hang around. I think you're going to have big yo-yo-yo on the podium. He's, uh, he's, he's, he looks ready to go to me. Third and place? Third? Uh, ah, come on. Lionel Sanders. He's going to follow the yo-yo-yo train straight to the podium. You know, he's super aero. And he's going to crush it. Why didn't, you, why didn't you pick him for the win? Because, you know, if, if he wins, then he would donate maybe you some money. Because you're a young top gun in the ITU. I'm a young gun. Young gun with not many bullets, mate. I don't have many, uh, many dollars behind me. So if uh, Lionel <laughs> wants to throw any of that Canyon money my way or any of that uh, freshy money, I don't know if he's still sponsored by them. <laughs> Come on. Come at me, daddy. Um, all right. Um, last... In the women. In the yep. women. Taylor Nib. Taylor Nib, no question. I think she. I think she's. Uh, she's going to take it. I think she's going to take it from the from the front, and uh, and smash it. To be honest, yeah. Second and third. I think Laura Phillip. Laura Phillips going to be going to be up there, really contending. And then third, I I don't want to call it. I think there's going to be a wild card, maybe a Paula Finley. Paula Finley coming, you know, she's come all the way. She doesn't usually, doesn't very often leave the uh, the America. And I think if she wasn't, if she wasn't on top form, she wouldn't be lining up. So I think you're going to see a good performance from, uh, from right. Paula Finley. Speaking of top performances, and uh, we have one last news bit. Last weekend, Ironman Canada Pentington sadly got cancelled. It was uh, the race where I would have been. The, the one of the top dogs that would take on the big mats, another fellow influencer. Um, yes, the race didn't take place due to wildfires. Absolutely saddening to see what's uh, what's going on uh, in uh, in in Canada. Um, yep. So uh, tragic. People have been asked what my new race plan is. I have got a very very busy apple season coming up, literally as of next week, which would I mean that you were I'm working here on a wild card, mate. I tried to get you a wild card for Super League. 
Yeah, literally only this weekend I'm, a, I'm, I'm available. And next weekend I'm going to charity, uh, I'm going to, stel- uh, to Italy for charity, raising money for personal cancer research. Last year Look we raised 1.1 million. Legend. Yes, and, uh, and literally the six weeks after that I am grafting with my uh, seasonable business in uh, fruit juice. But I've got a new race, well, free actually. And for that, I'm going to do a little out call on the podcast because maybe people can help me. Well, one of them is, is the Skrill. That's the Jan Ferdino Lifestyle Athlete Race. So everyone that's yeah. doing a gravel triathlon, uh, I'll see you there. The second one is probably Ironman Florida. And then two weeks after that, Ironman Cozumel. And for that one, I've got a little uh, little question. Hola, Mexicano. ¿Eres un padre rico, una madre rica o una tía rica? ¿Tienes un hotel? Por favor, póngase en contacto conmigo. Basically, I'm saying, if you're rich, sugar daddy or money, hit me up. <laughs> um, with all uh, shits and giggles, if you've got any tips, whether stay, because I'm going there for uh, three weeks, um, mainly after got, the race. I've got a tip, mate. I've got a tip. I What's thought, that? You know, it, it keeps going back to the big dog, to the big KB. He got off the plane, mate, and do you know what yeah. he did? First thing, got to the hotel. No? leggings jacket three or four layers on top of that big body and he got on the treadmill and ran 15k heat adaptation the night before the race where what uh, didn't you see this no man big kb he got on the treadmill the night before full suit full norwegian outfit it looked like he was going for a cross-country ski but he did a session on the treadmill the day before i'm in Cotsumel. no the day before the pto in singapore Oh, really? Damn. Yeah, that's commitment, mate. I'd have been straight to bed. This guy. Yeah, yeah. On the treadmill. <laughs> um, but uh, the, uh, the thing, I don't know. I'm going to Cozumel 10 days before the race. Where do I need to stay? And um, any tips for after the race? Because there are some mates of mine from the Netherlands flying in for some party in Tulum afterwards. And uh, yeah, that's the mo- the best part I'm looking forward to. Anyway, um, thanks for listening to um, this week's In The News. And um, maybe we can call it What's News. What's News by Triathlon Mockery. What's News by Triathlon Mockery. Um, yeah, we'll be, uh, we'll be back next week with uh, some more okay. news. See ya. See you, mate.